Hey, you're listening to Smoke Meat. I'm your host, Brad Pittman. Smoke Meat's brought to you by Joe's Underground at the corner of 8th and Broad in Augusta, Georgia, in the bottom of the Lamar Building. Such a great place to go. Make you feel like family the first time, and every time you go in, remember I goes to Joe's, and so should you. Joe's Underground in the corner of 8th and Broad in Augusta, Georgia, in the bottom of the Lamar Building. Our other sponsor is the Four Points Trading Company. Scented candles that are also great. Uh, you need to go to go to their website, fourpointstradingco.com, and check them out. Use the promo code SMOKEDMEAT for 10% off. It's Four Points Trading Company. My guest today is Mr. Andy Kay, private investigator. I had a great time talking to him today. And I uh, learned a little bit about the investigation gig. We talked about some hot food and all kind of good stuff. So let's get it kicked off here on Smoke Meat. Hey, so how the hell are you today, Andy? I am good. How about you? Any better, I'd be twins. <laughs> That's a good one. I like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, how is it out there in beautiful California today? It is It is a great day. It's been a little hot, but today's not as bad as it has been. Oh, man. I'm loving it here in Georgia here lately. We haven't had the hottest summer on record in 90 years this year. It's been a great summer, beautiful sunny sky outside. I'm I'm loving it, and I'm down here in my basement. So, <laughs> you, you still getting any effects from that storm out there? Uh, no, not right now. We're not. I mean, once in a while we have a little bit of rain and stuff from it, but I mean nothing, nothing major. Nothing major. Yeah, good, good. Keep yeah. dry. Yeah. Oh, I was on the ambulance the, the nights when everything came through, so I had enough of it. Yeah, that had to be exciting for you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm I'm like a cat. I hate getting wet. I despise it. <laughs> uh, most big cats actually like to get wet, so you, you know you don't have that excuse. You're a big guy. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> five, five ten and three hundred pounds, just a little fella. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> You're a big cat. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, you know, from a guest that don't know, you are a private investigator. I am. And that is awesome. That is awesome because, I mean, not everybody can do that at all. Well, the, and the ones that do it, there's not that many of us that do it well, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, everybody watches, you know, Simon and Simon and all those shows today and thinks, oh, anybody can do that. No, there's there's a shit ton of rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of rules, that's for sure. Yeah. And there's it, it works both sides though. Some rules are easier for us than it is for law enforcement, and then on the other side sometimes it's harder. So yeah, yeah there's a lot of rules. Yeah. So life is not Magnum P. I. No, it is not. No, that that guy would have never made a dime, for sure. <laughs> it it damn well should be, man. I've got a Magnum P. I shirt. So <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's that's really funny. I, I actually don't live far away from where Tom Selleck's house is. So, oh, sweet. You know, yeah, so it's good. looking forward to running into him here one day. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Avocados, baby. Avocados. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He was doing, <laughs> doing the avocado thing. Then, you know, we had that drought and that messed up everybody's water up there. You know, because, yeah. you know, those old ranches up there are all on wells. So, mm -hmm. you, you know, you know the rest of the story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So what what got you into doing the private investigations? What got you kicked up on that? Um, after college or during college, I kind of was getting recruited by a bunch of different agencies, and I went to work for one, and then uh, 
its politics was a little bit against my politics. So I, when my supervisor there retired, he went to another private company and he talked to his boss about me and they offered me a job. So I went there and then my boss there was next FBI agent and he and I got along very, very well. I learned a lot from him and uh, he started a private investigations company, wanted me to come work with him. And then we worked together for a while and he was already on his second retirement and I kept going forward with the investigations and now he's a senator. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, you know, he's, he's still good for advice and, you know, I learned a lot from him. So that's what got me into this business. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. You know, and it's, it's funny, you know, I joke about the TV shows and everything and all that aspect of it, but. And it's, there's a lot to it. It's more than people think, you know, I've, I've never been an investigator, but I've helped a couple of people out with some things and, uh-huh. you know, it's, it's kind of like EMS, you know, for every 10 minutes of your hair on fire, it's, you know, six weeks of tedious, boring. Uh, yeah. For the, for the individual investigators. Yeah. There's a lot of time where you're watching absolutely nothing going on. So, yeah, there's a lot of boredom. It's like, you know, like you guys were sitting in a firehouse. I mean, I was a volunteer fireman as a kid. I grew up in a rural area. So, you know, you sit around the firehouse and sit and sit and sit, and then all of a sudden everybody hurry, go. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yep. might not have anything happen for weeks, and then everybody run. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I, I hate to ask all the cliche questions because, you know, they, they every show you're on, they do that. And I, I hate doing it, but you know, everybody has to, it's kind of that thing, you know, yeah, so I'll, exactly. I'll ask the biggest cliche of all, cause I know you can't get specific cause you know, duh, but, uh, what is the weirdest thing that you have ever just caught that you weren't expecting to see? Oh, uh, tell me. Yeah. Let me think. There's so, there's so <laughs> many, I might have to like grab some of the guys that work in the office or girls that work in the office. Since I seem to have more girls working for me now than men. Mm-hmm. Um, probably I got to go back a ways. Uh, I think the strangest case was we ha- had a case where the the uh, cemetery and the funeral home were part of the same organization, and they ended up taking and cremating the wrong body. Ooh. And then to cover it up, they put the other one in the in the uh, coffin and and buried it, and then. <laughs> It got out somehow, and then the, one of the attorneys called me, and so we had to exhume the body, take it in, and identify it and prove that, yeah, they, they did put the wrong body in the wrong place. And, you know, the one man that was supposed to be cremated or be buried was Jewish, and obviously that didn't happen correctly. So yeah. there's a lot of uh, eternal ramifications to that case. <laughs> so <laughs> that was probably one of my stranger cases. But I've had I've had so many cases going through. I mean, there was a time where another case where a guy, because I spent some time with rescuing big animals, including big cats and and some bears and other things. And we uh, I had an attorney call me because he had a judgment against a guy, and the only things he listed as assets were a Siberian tiger, a black leopard, and a Bitzerand. And so he wanted somebody that could go pick him up. (laughs) (laughs) And this happened, oh gosh, 20 some years ago. Mm -hmm. So I had my guys show up with a couple of horse trailers and animal control. And 
we went to pick him up and suddenly somebody appeared with a check written out to the attorney and uh, we didn't have to take the kid. So that made me happy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, that's a little bit tougher than repo in a car. Yes. It's tougher than repo in a car. I, I, I try to stay away from repoing things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's, to, to me, you know, doing investigations is cool because, you know, you get to be on the inside of things. and Yeah, and it's and, always different. Every day of my life is different. Yeah. So I, I love it. That's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Now, an- another thing, you know, everybody that's not in California right now is wanting to know, do you get to work with stars? Yes, we actually do. I've been doing this for coming up on, well, it's 29 years this month. So getting close to 30 years, I've worked for a lot of different celebrities and different, you know, professional athletes and, you know, you name it. Um, just because of the nature of where I've worked and for how long I've been doing it, I've got a great reputation. So we, we do do a lot of work for a lot of those people. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I like to say every, everybody always wants to know that. And, yeah sometimes they make it very easy i mean they're like everybody else some have problems that are self-induced and some are just victims of other people's problems and you just have to treat them all just like you do everybody else that calls you yeah yeah because you know that's that's one thing i've I've dealt with a lot of famous people you know over doing this and you know my career in radio and just i've I've never missed an opportunity to do anything and i've it's paid off a lot of times yeah and one thing i have learned is like, yes, they can sing. Yes, they can play the guitar. Yes, they can act or do this or that. But at the end of the day, they're people, just like that's me and exactly, you. That is exactly right. No. And that's the first thing you got to remember about everybody. And you got to try to, you know, in our business, we're not law enforcement. We don't go out there with an agenda that's, that's you know, black and white. Yeah. Um, we, we go in and we have to think about what their goals are and what their emotional goals are and sometimes people think their goals are one thing and you kind of have to you know coach them along a little bit it's like now is that really what's important is that what's going to make you happy at the end of this case and quite often you know you talk them down a little bit it's not at all what they want so you have to work with everybody's personality and just like you said it doesn't matter how much money they have emotions are emotions they're still people um and by the time somebody calls me there's usually some emotion involved yeah yeah, and uh, you know, and that, that, that's one thing. You know, working with somebody who's being emotional and not thinking rationally can be a nightmare. You know, I, I do that all the time. You know, people where I may have seen a broken leg five hundred times this week. You know, I'm I'm going out to somebody's house and it's their family. It may be their first time ever seeing anything like this, and it's their family member or them. Right, and it's exactly. it's hard to forget. You know, or to remember that, okay, this is their first time with this. You, This is normal to you, but it's not to them. Exactly. And, you know, I'm constantly taking, especially some of my guys that do come out of different forms of law enforcement, and I've got them from ex-FBI to ex-ATF, local sheriff's departments, you name it. And, and a lot of them come from no law enforcement background. But I have to make them all try to relate to why that person feels the way or thinks the way they do. Yeah. So look at look at their backstory a little bit before you start deciding how you want to deal with them individually. And I mean, that's that's a life lesson, really, for everybody all the time. It's like, why does that person feel that way? Does if you know, does it help you understand why they're there? And it will also help you get them 
around to what you need them to do or what you need questions answered from them. Um, get them to help you with what you need to do a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, I, once again, I run into it a lot, you know, when the, the my main, one of my questions for you is, you know, when, when you meet somebody for the first time, you know, every, everybody judges people at first. I mean, that's just, that's human nature. And, uh, have you ever had somebody that you thought this person is such a douche, you know, they probably deserve <laughs> whatever they're doing, but, but I'm going to take this case. And by the time it's over, you think, okay, they, they got a raw deal or whatever, you know, it, it's kind of tough to start out feeling like that and, and jump I, on no, it and go. I'll tell you one of, you know, one of the cases I got so much notoriety from was a guy that just was so abrasive on so many levels mm-hmm. that he ended up being not such a bad guy. And he was absolutely correct in everything, and he was getting railroaded. And it was happening, you know, from the California AG's office at the time. And they were, you know, trying to hammer him with a crime that he absolutely not only didn't commit, there's no possible way he could have. And then we ended up finding out who actually did do it and got to the bottom of it. And, you know, even that guy wasn't even at the criminal level. But, you know, the guy was so abrasive that not many people liked him in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, everybody everybody that worked within my office, you know, feels for him. Yeah. So, yeah, that happens a lot. And then we get people that call up and you think, you know, out of the gate, that they're crazy. Yeah. And, you know, some of them are. Don't get me wrong. But you have to look at them individually because you'll hear the craziest things happen. And then there's some, you know, substantial things that are happening in their life that make them act that way. And... Once certain things start happening, they become a little paranoid, and then more things happen. Yeah. yeah. Not sure what will happen there. Like I always tell my partner, just because you're paranoid don't mean they're not after you. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I got a friend that used to say that when we were growing up as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the truth, man. And, uh, I th- the, today is just so weird. It's not the days I grew up in, you know. I, I make it sound like I'm ancient, you know. I'm only I'll, I'll be forty. Oh, will I be? That's so sad. I'll be forty nine this year. Yeah. And uh, you know, I remember just growing up as a kid in the seventies, and you know, a teenager in the eighties, and uh, you know, things were so different. I don't know if I was sheltered or what, but now you know, it's my kids can look out the window of a car somewhere and identify a meth head. You know, LA, well, yeah. I didn't know what meth was when I was a kid. Yeah, it didn't exist when you were a kid, especially to the degree it does now. Yeah. I started out in drug enforcement, and meth was just coming on pretty strong when I was there. I mean, drug of choice was cocaine back then. And uh, it's it's a different world as far as that goes. But I'll tell you what, there's nobody that grew up with the way the world is today. I mean, unless <laughs> they're still growing up. Yeah. Um, it's it's a major extreme you know, turmoil right now on so many levels that, you know, I I think it's not as much out there numbers wise as everybody thinks it is, but just what you see and what you're exposed to every day is kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, my myth is I've, I've always told people, you know, one, I don't do drugs because I'm, I'm too much of a control freak. Yeah. (laughs) And, and I know a lot of things, especially meth, you know, the first time you try it, you're hooked. Boom. I mean, there's no, no getting away from it. But I wish that there was some kind of clinical setting where you could try it one time with no addiction, no ramification. You know, somebody there watching you just to keep everything safe, nothing bad from happening, just to see what this pull is. 
Because yeah. I've, I've seen well, it just take people and just wring them out. Yeah, and it's different with everybody. I yeah. mean, you know, there's certain people that can handle certain certain things. Yeah. I mean, alcohol, marijuana, cocaine, you name it, LSD. Yeah. There's certain people you'd never know are doing it. Yeah. And there's certain people that get get it, then it's, you know, they don't come back the right way, ever. Yeah. So it just it's different in every situation. I mean, and meth goes all the way back to, you know, World War II. Yeah. So it's, and it's different degrees all the way up into this point. Now, you know, you know, I blame the drug war really for where we are with it. Mm-hmm. Because if we wouldn't have been, you know, if we'd have tried to make things maybe a little different, people wouldn't be taking and making it out of worse and worse chemistry and doing it in their house where you have no control ever. Yeah. And it's, it's terrifying how easy and cheap it is to make, you know, I mean, when I was on on fire and doing hazmat and, you know, tactical response with PD, you know, we, we sat in on a class with DEA and I was like, they actually showed us five different ways to make this crap and it's nothing. It's nothing. And I mean, I can go, I mean, I know all the precursors by heart. I mean, I, I'm not going to give them out to the rest of the world because we'll have, you know, everybody making a mad dress on Walmart, but it's just, you know, it is way too easy. And, you know, the fact that you, you tried to control something to the point that you have zero control because they found a way around all of the controllable points is, you know, that's, you know, that's one of my problems with some of the legislating that goes on. No foresight. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, it's funny while it, while it's a horrible thing and, you know, somebody getting hooked on it is such a horrible thing. Meth heads at the same time can be some of the funniest people in the world. <laughs> well, you get a lot of your good videos on YouTube from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you dealt with Flocka? I'm sorry. Have you dealt with Flocka? I have not personally ever had oh, to deal with it. Dude. I hope you never have to. <laughs> the The video that came out several years ago, the person in Florida basically was trying to eat somebody. Yeah. 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 I've, I've dealt with Flocka. They weren't trying to eat somebody, but they are just whacked. A mess. Holy yeah. crap. It's we terrifying. Used to worry, yeah, we used to worry about the cyclidine when I was out there. You know, PCP guys were a problem. But yeah. That's, yeah, it's... There's always something, and I, for, I mean, I don't know. There's still probably places where that's not fully illegal, is it? I'm not sure. Yeah, I know for a long time it wasn't. Man, that that shit is, oh man, is there's not a lot out there that really scares me really bad. That crap yeah. does. Yeah, I just don't know what inspires people to even do it at all. You yeah. know, it's just like when you see what can happen, it's like where do you consciously go and say, "Hey, I'd like to try that." Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I'm like I said, I'm too much of a control freak. I don't even take pain meds if I'm hurt. You know, Benadryl and to help me sleep, I, and that's it. I'm with you, and I, I mean, if I get to the point with my allergies where I have to take a Benadryl, I hate it. I mean, yeah. uh, it's it's a bad day. Yeah, because I mean, I, I can take one, and I'm I'm out. Period. Doesn't know oh yeah, me. me too. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, gotta love it, gotta love it. We're gonna find us a happier topic than drugs now, because that was <laughs> that one I can go all day on, or, or at least find happy drugs. I don't care. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh man, I'm just. I saw a thing on Facebook the other day. It had a picture of a bunch of Flintstone vitamins with the uh, eyes glowing red, and it said <laughs> all of those vitamins we took as kids 
acting up now because of the COVID. I'm like, man, I yeah, wish exactly. I'd, <laughs> yeah. I'd be made out of steel right now if that shit was real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it, yeah. You got to give the kids the gummy vitamins or they don't digest correctly enough to get the supplements into their body anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. All, all those binding units just go right through you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I'll tell you, man, you, you get hold of a Dino and that, man, you're wired for days. <laughs> Yeah. It seems like my little sister used to pull the dinos out of the bottle. And that's there would she'd hide them all. She wouldn't <laughs> let anybody else have the dinos. It was just that way. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah. When we were talking, you know, I was telling you about you know some of the stuff that we just kind of veer off into. So, yeah. So being in California, I know you've probably been in the woods a little bit. Do you, do you grew like up in the woods? Uh, yeah, absolutely. All right. I well. grew up. I grew up outside Lake Tahoe, so oh. I was in the woods and in the lake all the time. Okay. Well, now for the big question. Bigfoot, yes or no? Bigfoot, yes or no? Uh, let's go with maybe. Let's I know a lot of guys have been chasing him around for a long time. Nobody's gotten anything that we can't disprove. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, this but is But I, I, I don't say that it's not there just because nobody's been able to prove it either. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a believer. I like to think that we haven't found everything because I mean, you you look I, at it, we find stuff all the time. I like that too. I because like my my goal is to discover things, so that's my job. That's what I that's why I I am in that job. So I always want to believe there's a lot more out there that we don't know about. I'm a big fan of all those kind of things. So I mean, until they are completely completely debunked, and they're not, mm-hmm. I, I can't think of many of them they've ever completely debunked. I'm I'm all for them. I, I hope that you know we find more and more. And you, you you pay attention, you'll see that we're always discovering some new creature, some new fish, some new little frog, something out there. Uh, you know, we're finding animals that we thought were extinct for decades. So there's always that possibility. It's like we can miss those things. We can miss Bigfoot, who's actually trying to hide, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, I'm a believer. If nothing else, it's fun to believe. Just because you get, when I was growing up, you know, we just had the normal school of thought on Bigfoot. Big A, mm-hmm. we can't get evidence on him. <laughs> yep. And now it has branched off so much. It's hilarious now. You know, I, I hate to mess with what people believe because, you know, it it is what it is. But now we've got people who believe that it's an interdimensional being that can communicate with you through thoughts. I have people who believe it comes from UFOs, and it's like it, it's sad whenever you're a Bigfoot believer and you think those people are whack jobs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it, you know everybody expects that anything that's going to be of a higher uh, being to be something that looks either like a lizard or a big head with big eyes or all these preconceived notions that we get from television and science fiction. And, you know, you could have been looking at something like that all along. You don't know. I don't know. I can't say that he didn't park a UFO somewhere and get out of it and then have to run back into it and get out of there when he got seen. Yeah. I don't know. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not going to say he doesn't exist. By the way, if somebody wants to pay us to look, we'll do that too. (laughs) Probably the special rate. (laughs) That's right. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. I'll send a bunch of us up to Oregon. We'll camp out all summer long. 
I, I can see this headline now. Not only did we find Bigfoot, but we found out he's cheating on his wife. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a reason there's no grizzly bears in the area anymore. <laughs> nice. Nice. You know, you know I, I believe in Bigfoot. I believe in ghosts. Do you believe in ghosts? Do I believe in ghosts? Yeah. I don't know. From the traditional meaning of ghosts, probably not so much. Do I think ghosts are out there to scare you, haunt you, and, you know, make you run away? Nah. I mean, there's a lot of thoughts and a lot of, you know, different science that's given theories on it that, you know, some of them are plausible, some of them are not. Have I ever had an experience that I thought was strange? Sure, actually a couple times, especially in my younger years. But nothing that I could... You know, say, oh, yeah, that was a ghost. I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I used to do the ghost hunting thing quite a bit. And yeah, that is a lot of fun. I've actually got a new recorder. I haven't gone in a long time, but I want to take this new recorder out because in the past, if you're doing EVPs, which is the electronic voice phenomenon. Right. You record. And then when you go back to your office later on, you'll sit and listen to your tape with the headphones on and you may or may not hear something. Well, with this mm-hmm. recorder, if I have headphones on while I'm recording, it actually, uh-huh. everything comes through the headphones real time that comes in the right. recorder. So I'm, I want to try this out. So it's processing it before it gets to your head. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I want to check this thing out and see if it works. Well, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Tell me how, tell me how that, you're going to have to tell me how that works out. I definitely yeah, will. I, I, I'll tell you what, I bet I get three calls a year. For somebody saying, do you investigate haunted houses or do you investigate ghosts or do you investigate, you know, supernatural phenomena? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, look, why don't, you know, let's take a look at it and see if we even think it's actually supernatural, if we can figure out what it is anyway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes we figure out what it is anyway. And if we don't, you know, I got to tell you, honestly, though, it seems like nothing ever happens when we're there, you know, and the people are like, oh, they must know you're here and they don't, want, you know, they don't want you to find them, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's what usually happens. Yeah. But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, we haven't had anything that we weren't able to not see at all because it didn't happen while we were there or that we were able to explain. Yeah. Well, yeah, I tell you, next time somebody calls with one. If you, I'll tell, I'm, I'll call you. Yeah, if you, we'll if you want to fly a fat boy to L.A., <laughs> we'll subcontract you out. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, because you can't see everything that happens when it's happening. You, you, yeah, a lot of my right. stuff we found after we got home and checked it out. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys using thermal videos and all that? No, I'm I'm too broke to use thermal. I'm yeah. a poor boy. Hey, those prices are coming down. We got a few units that we use for different things. Oh man, you. Whenever you go on one of those, always have that with you. Always. Yeah. yeah. We uh, we use them a lot and, you know, construction failures and, you know, things like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Looking for cracks that people didn't find and, you know, bad steel, all those kind of things. Okay. Very cool. And y'all do a little yeah. bit of everything. But, oh, yeah, I yeah. guess. But it does make sense. I mean, I would rather pay an investigator this much than have to shell out millions because I didn't didn't find out what the real cause of something was. Yeah, and well, with construction, I'm pretty lucky because I grew up in that industry. All mm-hmm. my uncles and you know cousins and all they are all developers or different kind of contractors. So 
I've got an engineering license. I've got a general engineering license. I've got a general contracting license, a grading, paving. I've actually, I actually own a few com- you know, construction companies that I'm licensed for. So anytime there's any kind of major construction cases, whether it be construction fraud or mismanagement or failure or accidents, I usually get called. I mean, I, I've been all over the world on that stuff. Uh-huh. Well, very cool. Very, yeah. very cool. But yeah, I, I love, like I said, I love the fact y'all do so much. You know, I was looking on the website and it had services. I thought, okay, I'm going to click this and I dropped out. It's going to come with infidelity or bank fraud. And it just, thing just went all the way down my <laughs> screen. I'm like, holy shit, they do it all. Yeah, we're pretty much full service. We're not, we're, you know, there's a lot of people that stay in one niche. I mean, you got to remember, most of these guys, they, they came out after retirement from one law enforcement or another. Or they were an insurance adjuster for decades, and so they're pretty specialized in their thinking. Mm-hmm. I started this out pretty young, and where, I mean, I can come at it from a law enforcement point of view. I can come at it from a lot of other point of views also, mm-hmm. and I've got really good people working for me. I've got specialists in just about every field there is. I usually stay on top of every case unless it's just like a, a quick search or surveillance maybe, but I usually run all my cases. Um, and so we have the ability to do just about any kind of investigation there is. Very cool. Very, very, very cool. Uh, okay. You know, the name of the show is smoked me. And, uh, yes, sir. You know, I love okay, cooking. I, I've got, yeah. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta ask. So, what, what do you, what do you prefer? What type of barbecue do you prefer? Oh man, I'm uh, most of what I do a lot of times. I'll do Boston butts. Oh yeah, and uh, I love you. Smoke oh, them, you pull them. I'll smoke them and pull them. Yeah, yeah. My Perfect. Go, my go-to rub. I've got. I make my own rubs, and one of them I have actually has about thirty different ingredients, and it's really, really? good. But my go-to, what? two ingredients. It's chili is powder it? and country time lemonade mix, equal parts. Really? Yeah. The sugar in that country time caramelizes. Yeah. So you get that flavor. You get the tart from the lemonade and a little bit of spice from the chili powder. It's a wonderful thing. That sounds great. Oh, yeah. I have to, I have to try that out. That's easy enough. Yeah, that one's simple. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I love I love that. I've actually, I'm, I'm from near Augusta, and we live up here near Atlanta now. But I've got a 25-pound brisket waiting on me down there at my house there, and I've just got to be able to go down and get it. But I am aching <laughs> to fix this thing. Well, you get out to L.A., most weekends we will be barbecuing something. So oh, outstanding. You have to hit us up. Definitely, definitely. Because, I, man, I love cooking. I can, I can go anywhere from ramen noodles to a five-star meal. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, and, I and, cook too. And on the ramen, I even hand-stretch my own noodles sometimes, so. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't gone there. I, uh, I you know, I, the, the ramen noodles thing, I just, if there's, if there's going to be ramen noodles, I have to get them from my, my cousin. She does ramen noodles. Amazing. So mm-hmm. that's, I, I don't even try. She, yeah. I just go to her. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I, I love doing that stuff. You know, the way the show got its name is five years ago, I actually had two strokes. The first one I didn't know I had. The second one I had while I was on the ambulance working. Well, that's kind of convenient. Yeah, a little bit. We were in the parking, or almost in the parking lot of Doctor's Hospital in Augusta, and I started stuttering. (laughs) 
And I called my wife and I said, I don't know what's happening. She said, give me Rocky, who was my partner at the time. And I handed him the phone. He said, oh, we're in the driveway. So we went down the driveway, got in the ER, and I heard the words code stroke. I'm like, great, I'm going to be in here forever because they're going to be dealing with that guy. And all of a sudden they swarmed my room. I'm like, oh, shit, this ain't good. (laughs) You thought it was the other guy. Yeah. That. You know, that happens a lot, I hear, you know, because doctors and everybody else are very good at looking at everybody else. And we all know those symptoms. We all know what's happening, but you don't recognize it at all in yourself. Even, you know, consciously looking back, you probably say, oh, yeah, I should have known that. Yeah. But you don't. You don't don't look at yourself that way. Yeah. And I got really lucky. It didn't get me physically. It scrambled my eggs really well. But uh, (laughs) for about five months, I couldn't work. So I was basically, you know, wandering around the house, not doing anything. And... I've got a good friend who loves to hunt. He's got a lot of land, and he, he just doesn't like wild game. Mm-hmm. So he would either kill a hog or a deer and call me and my other friend and say, come get it. So it wouldn't go to waste, and we would clean it and you know process it. And I got tired of doing the same thing with every one, so I started learning to make the different sausages. I do brats, andouille, pepperoni, you name it. I do a venison pastrami that's amazing. That's awesome. But it's kind uh, that, of a, kind that of an homage. Great. Yeah, kind of an homage. I just named it Smoked Meat. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I like it. I uh, wonder where you came from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the story of the show. Um, you know, I've been been doing stand up for almost thirty years, and I just have fun with that. You know, I've never gotten famous from it, but it's fun. I like making people laugh, and this just seemed kind of like a natural extension to it. Yeah, it's good. I like it. So, so you're gonna you're gonna have to tell at least one joke then. Okay, let me see. I, I've been doing dad jokes lately, and my partner actually told me this one. Yeah. Uh, what do you call a hen that counts her eggs? I don't know. What do you call her? A mathema chicken. <laughs> you didn't say I had to tell a good one. You just said I had to tell one. No, it made me laugh. It's good. <laughs> but, yeah. but, yeah. That is definitely a dad joke. Definitely, but yeah, I do do different Definitely things exactly. on on YouTube. I've got a channel. It's um Brad's comedy. It's all one word, and I I've got some of my stand up on there. Some of my podcasts are on there, but I started doing characters, and oh yeah, filming them down here in the studio, and all of them except for one are improv and all one take. The one who I knew he was going to be, who he was going to be, is the clown. His name's Murray. No. Go, look, you got to do a character. You yeah, do it. Oh, I'll, I'll do Murray for you. Don't do Murray around, or don't watch Murray around your kids. Okay. Because this do is Murray. Murray. You know, usually Murray's tired because he worked a bachelorette party the night before. Oh, yeah. At this point, he would be drinking some bourbon out straight out of the bottle. And, uh, yeah, okay, you little bastards want to see some magic tricks. Okay, let's do a magic trick. <laughs> Uh, Murray Murray is just rough, but damn, he is so much fun to do. Around Christmas, I actually did a 30-minute Christmas special with him and some of my other characters. I think I actually know Murray. Everybody knows somebody like Murray. And the funny part about him is, I used to, I'm actually a certified clown. I got taught at the Georgia Fire Academy. I've always been scared of clowns. I don't like clowns. Oh, man. Murray helps perpetuate that, I promise. But, but, yeah, I used to teach fire safety doing that, and he was actually my first clown. And I, I couldn't use him because his voice cusses so easy. 
And it, <laughs> yeah. it would be bad to be in front of a school full of kindergartners and first graders and go, okay, you little bastards, stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stop, drop, roll. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I'm actually working on getting a, a sponsor to get my video channel going full speed. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm going to make it where my podcast or videos also and do things like that, you know. And it's, it's going to be fun. It's just <laughs> taking me a little time to get a sponsor, but that's okay. You know, I I could do it with what I've got, but I don't want to half-ass it. You know what I mean? I get it. I do. I yeah. do. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be fun. Just keep an eye on that. And, but, <laughs> keep an eye on Murray. But, oh, yeah, I've got a one who's a chef. His name is Chef Rupert. Chef Rupert's all about the food. His partner, Chris, just loves everything he fixes. And uh, he is so much fun to do. He's He's got the big, um, he wears a do-rag and a chef's coat. And he's got a, big, <laughs> a huge, uh, almost like a Paul Tuttle mustache. And uh, I've got a guy who's Coach Dan. Remember back in the 80s, every college football coach had their own show on Sunday mornings? Yes. Well, this is Coach Dan, Dan Graham of Dan Graham's Power Washing, Landscaping, Vinyl Siding, and Artificial Bait Supply. Uh, the thing about him is he don't have a team. He never played football and don't have any kids that play football, but he's a super fan. And he is an <laughs> idiot, but he is so much fun. <laughs> it uh, sounds fun. I've got a guy named Wayne, who Wayne actually wears my Magnum PI shirt. But he's got <laughs> he's got red hair, huge red mustache, and he's a seventies guy. <laughs> and this is Wayne's voice, baby. Wayne's all about the love. <laughs> you you want to know what Wayne's last name is? Sure. All you need to know is Wayne, baby. That's all you need to know. And the, the characters have kind of snowballed because I also eat hot stuff. I've eaten the Reaper and I've eaten the Pepper X. And uh, I'm, when the pandemic started, just as kind of a joke, I made an Amazon list of all the hot challenges. Mm-hmm. And I posted it and said, anybody that sends me something from this list, I will uh, do a character. You get to pick the character and what they're doing while I do this challenge. Yeah, that that shit backfired on me because people are running <laughs> from the list. Uh, the last one, a guy sent me the white chocolate challenge, which is a piece of white chocolate, which is awesome, but it's infused with 12 of the hottest peppers in the world, which is not so awesome. That thing was ridiculous. Yeah. But he wanted to hear Murray read the dirty parts of Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. With tears in his eyes. I had never (laughs) seen this book before. I'm like, okay, how bad can it be? I just Googled Dirty Parts, Fifty Shades of Grey. Hit click, found something with paragraphs, and said, okay, let's film. What's the show where the guy interviews different celebrities? The Hot hot Ones. Yeah, that's that's a fun show. I love that show. I think it's great. I love it. I'll tell you, a celebrity I'm actually a little bit scared of now because of that show, (laughs) Rachel Ray. Oh, yeah. She is you know, Rachel, gangster. Yeah, she's a badass. No kidding. Dude, I've always liked Rachel Ray. When everybody else, when they do it, they have their wings in front of them, you know, 10 wings, ready to do it. She mm-hmm. didn't have wings. This chick brought a cup with 10 spoons in it and just ate a spoonful of each one while she was Ugh. doing this. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's gangster. I'm afraid of Rachel Ray. <laughs> I would I never want to owe her money. <laughs> no. Yeah. God knows what she'd do with those spoons if you owed her. Oh, man. But yeah, I, I love Sean Evans. You know, that show is just awesome because he, he gets such great people. 
and they they give it all. You know, I, I, it's just Bobby Lee actually had a bowel movement on the show. Comedian Bobby Lee, yeah, he he yeah. lost it that bad. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's new. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, I I think that show is great. I watched so many of them and I just cracked up. I haven't seen it since it went on to network TV, <laughs> and it's. I saw it on uh, uh, YouTube when it was just on the YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. I still watch the YouTube when I haven't fallen in love with the network one yet. Yeah. I haven't even seen it yet, yeah. but I like the YouTube part. Yeah. 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 That's funny. So when you uh, do all these peppers, because, you know, I've never been a super spicy, spicy fan, honestly. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got a hold of a ghost pepper brewer once. Oh, yeah. And I, I, you know. It, it went away pretty fast, but it was very hot, mostly on the inside of my mouth and my lips more than, you know, it got my tongue. Mm-hmm. But how, I mean, so where does the ghost pepper lie in with the Reapers and the other ones that you're talking about? Well, the Reaper is actually the Guinness Book World Record holder right now. I think it's at 2 million Scoville units. Is it? And, uh, the, it, it was, I'm, I'm like Tabasco level, you know, oh, man, a couple it, Scovilles. That's about, that's about 2,000. <laughs> So, yeah, I, that's me. I'm right there. Yeah, and uh, the guy who developed that was a guy named Ed Curry out of Rock Hill, South Carolina. He's got a company called Pucker Butt Pepper Company. Yeah, I bet. And he's got a, <laughs> he's got another one now called Pepper X, which they're getting certified now. And yeah, that I've had some of it, and it is ridiculous. Oh man. Yeah. So, so is he hybriding? You know, doing the peppers? Yeah. Or is okay, so that's how he's getting you know the actual chemistry together in in actually the growing of the pepper. Yeah, yeah, he does that and different soil types and things like that. He's he's a whole lot smarter than me. That's why he's he's got that pepper money and I don't. That's why I send him yeah. money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I'll ever be needing anything that has you know two million Scoville units. That just doesn't sound like you'd be able to taste anything else for a while. But I will say something about the COVID. Mm-hmm. My fiance and I both were in New York City when they shut everything down. Mm-hmm. And we were also in New Orleans right about Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. So we flew back to California because they were shutting everything down. And we had, you know, some stuff that we were doing there. But we had to cut it off short on another issue. And we got back to California. And shortly thereafter, we both got, got COVID. And it wasn't that bad, really, for us. But, you know we're pretty healthy people and yeah. you know, I know it gets some people very badly, so I'm not making light of it, yeah. but at one point, you know, after the first three or four days, you know, it was the only time I had any real symptoms. I was just really, really tired. Uh, you know, a little fever here and there, the rest of it wasn't that bad, but then I lost my sense of taste and smell completely. Yeah. And then I started being able to smell. So I figured, okay, maybe it's just some kind of congestion kind of thing. So I went and got, the hottest horse radish I could find anywhere. And, you know, in, in L.A., you can find anything you want. Oh, yeah. And I got garlic cloves, and I got some pepper sauces. I couldn't taste any of it. Mm-hmm. Not it. But my stomach knew it was there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the thing about peppers is the chemical in there, that um, capsicum. Yeah. It does not, your digestive system does not break it down at all. It's as strong coming out as it is going in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> So, but anyway, the other end worked fine. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it was, it was weird. Yeah. 
it does that COVID does take away your ability to taste anything. It's yeah. it's incredible. It's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you're talking about, you know, your symptoms weren't that bad. I've seen that a lot. And yeah. at the same time I've seen, you know, I've seen it take healthy thirty year olds who just yeah. got it one day and boom, they're gone. Yeah. And this this thing is so weird and it's what's really gonna piss me off, you know, I told you I don't do a lot of controversy and I don't. It's really mm-hmm. going to piss me off if after the election's over, if all of a sudden we have a vaccine. Yeah. That's going to make me hotter than donut grease. I ain't going to lie about it. Yeah. And I've got that gut feeling, and I just don't want to have that gut feeling. Well, I, I keep really good eyes on what's going on because, I you know, I'm an evidence guy. I, want, I don't care what anybody's saying. I don't care what side they're on. I don't yeah. care what's out on the media or the news because it's all, it's all crap. you got to do your own research. Yeah. yeah. And. You know, there's a lot of it that I've, I've researched and there's a lot of a lot of stuff that's, you know, very convoluted. Yeah. But I notice everybody backing down to the evidence now, you yeah. know, all everybody's tapering off their rhetoric. And yeah. so that tells me that you're probably going to be really pissed off after the election. Yep. I, I got that feeling. Yeah. I mean, now, you know, CDC's, oh, it's not as bad as we thought, <laughs> you know, yeah. People are dying, but most of those people are already going, you know, they had an underlying condition, you know, and it's a huge number that they're throwing out there. Yeah. And, you know, there's all these other things that are happening. And I, I just see them trying to make it so that they can normalize at that point. Yeah. And I, I think you're going to be mad. Yeah. That's my I, opinion. I do too, especially since the first two months of this thing, mm-hmm. because I am so high risk being a paramedic. Yeah, you know, absolutely. My, my wife runs And you got to get home. in there anyway. Yep. Yeah, she runs a nursing home, so for my first two months of this thing, I stayed in the studio. I've got an air mattress behind me right now where I stayed. Yeah. And that sucked. Yeah, it's a big effect on everybody's lives, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd go upstairs long enough to get something to eat or whatever, and I'd be right back down here, and I did not dig it. I like my studio, love it. I'm having a ball being down here right now, but I know I can go back up those stairs and normal yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I think that I think everything isn't as was supposed to be and we'll see how how it shakes out. Yeah. I'm I was ready to be able to travel. You know, I've never been a big traveler, but when this is over I'm coming to California because I've spoke to so many people out there that I wanna meet and I'm going to New York because I've got a lot of people up there that I wanna meet. Absolutely. So oh, and yeah. New York, you know, New York's you know, got a, had a lot bigger hit than we have really in California with everything, every part of the, you know, from the COVID to the, you know, civil unrest, you name it, they've, they've been hit really hard. And I have a lot of very close friends from New York city. My fiance lived there for six years. So we spend a lot of time there and, you know, we do work there. Um, so it's, you know, become another, you know, very close place for us to be. And it's, kind of sad it's it's really sad overall they've suffered greatly in new york yeah um so i look forward to normalization there i've had a lot of my friends already leave that have been there for you know decades i, I never thought they'd leave yeah. and i mean they, some of them left the country completely mm-hmm. so i hope it does get back to some form of normalcy i don't know how quick it'll be i think it's going to take a little bit yeah but california honestly the majority of California, there's some little pockets that, you know, have some recovery coming that, you know, aren't going to return to normal very quick, mm-hmm. but the majority of it's going to come back pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready for time I mean, to start it, filming. It, and, and, 
and that depends on what you think of as normal. It is California. Yeah, so. it is California. Normal's kind yeah. of a stretch. Yeah, that's it. No, it. Pretty much anything falls into normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm looking for this stuff to be done. I want to meet everybody because I'm a people person. As you can tell, we have never spoken before today. And I mean, hell, it's like we're sitting here drinking a beer after you know we've known each other for 20 years. Absolutely. So we're going to have to make that happen when you get out here. Yeah. I, I drive my wife insane with that. We were in Walmart one night just to pick up a few things and we were just walking around and I saw this old man in the garden center looking at a griddle uh -huh. and I went over and talked to him and 45 minutes later, I'm not sure. I think I actually sold him two different models. But and they weren't, they weren't the aluminum model. Nope. They weren't made from the cheap Chinese steel. Nope. They were both black stones. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> yep, I, I think I sold him the the three foot one and the seventeen inch one because I have both of those and I love them. That's awesome. That's matter, matter of fact, I'm cooking rice on the seventeen inch one tonight. <laughs> they, they just looked at me and shook their head like you really just sold that guy griddles. I'm like, well, I didn't want him to make a bad choice. Yeah, that's right. Neil, you don't ever want to see anybody make bad decisions. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I've just always been able to talk to people, and it's it just freaks them out because they they don't. <laughs> Yeah, so like when you see see some poor guy hitting on your ex at the bar, you walk up, tap on the shoulder, yeah, you might want to go there. Yeah, yeah. So I'm telling you right now, here's what she's going to do. Hope you got exactly. insurance. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, man, I, I appreciate the hell out of you coming on the show, man. And I, anytime you I'm, want on here, all you got to do is call and say, hey, fat boy, let's talk. And I'll hear you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be there. So if you, you same way. You give me a holler and we'll talk. Very cool. Very, very cool, man.